Hey, Supers, welcome back to another uh, Shark Tank Tank Tales. This time, I got Peter Solomon. Solomon? Yeah, it was Solomon. Solomon. Uh, I was going to butcher it anyway. <laughs> so, of a Bueller from Shark Tank Season 13, Episode 5, was it? It was fine. Yes, I, the numbers are starting to run together. Uh, Peter, I, first of all, I need some super claps wherever you are right now, sitting on the toilet, uh, sitting on the train, sitting on the bus, sitting in your car. I need some super claps for Super Peter Solomon. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy to have you here. So, Bueller, uh, I, I love the name. Uh, and I, I loved your, your pitch. I think you, uh, you absolutely nailed, uh, what you were trying to accomplish. And I, I guess before we even get to anything pre Shark Tank, did, mm. did, did you come up with that intro or, or, or to your pitch or did the producers like, Hey, like, let's make so this it happen. Was, it was kind of one of those things where like, I, I had to plant the seed in their brain because it, it kind of wanted to be it, like they, they had a lot of ideas that I was not thrilled with. Um, and so I, it kind of was just one of those things where I got it. I got the idea into their head and it was a little tough, right? Cause we broke the mold a bit with not, not coming out from the doors. So from that perspective, um, took a little bit of convincing, I guess you could say, but I, yeah. I bet, I mean, cause it, it, you know, they're used to a certain format to make it, right. you know, to make it all work and, Right. Uh, if you know, if you do it and everybody else does it, then the format becomes not a format, and yeah. chaos ensues. Yeah. And we can't have chaos. That's that's not yeah. good. I noticed this past season there, running down the hallway is like a new thing to go make a deal. <laughs> they all started. To... <laughs> so okay, so how? Uh, so Shark Tank. When did it come to your mind that you either wanted to get on Shark Tank or that Shark Tank was reaching out to you to uh, be on the show? Yeah, so it was. Um, so the, I started the company back in March 2020. Like the day classes went online, basically, and um, for a while I was running it. I mean, I guess if, if you're, I could just give you the brief version of the intro story and, and then how that leads. Yeah, go shows. ahead. Um, so March 2020 classes went online. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I don't have to go to my 8 a.m. anymore. It was such a boring class. It was just like droning professor the entire time. There's no participation, no expectation of like having to talk or anything. So wrote a script that would just show up for me and I would sleep through it and then watch the recording at two o'clock. Um, and my friends noticed that of course, and they were all like, Oh, this is dope. Like we, you should give it to us. So I started installing it on people's computers for 50 bucks a pop. And then pretty soon after realized there might be a scalable business opportunity here. So teamed up with a buddy of mine and we made it a public website, um, shared the link around in a bunch of group chats and stuff, just friends from home, friends from, from school, whatever it was. And I guess that just spread more and more and more and it got uh, that sort of natural viral word of mouth growth. And two weeks later, we had 11,000 users. <laughs> so um, I, at that point, that was like the pre-internship stuff. So I did an internship that summer at a bank, which was brutal. Um, don't intern at a bank. <laughs> and um, I was like trying to decide whether or not I wanted to stick with Bueller. And then after the internship, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, dropped out of school, focused on it full time. And then I was still at school while I was working on it. So I had all, all these friends that were just like, you got to apply to Shark Tank. And I was like, why is that the first thing that comes to mind? But so many people were telling me to do it. So I was like, all right. Um, I just did it mostly to shut them up. And then I, it, it was like a two-sentence application. What is your company? Um, 
and of course, Bueller, Bueller is a great two sentence company. So, so I submitted that, didn't expect to hear anything, didn't hear anything for like three months. Um, and then one day I got an email and I was like, Hey, we have some, some follow-up questions about your, your website. And I'm like, Oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like if they funny. like the two sentence version of Bueller, they're going to like everything else. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I definitely, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. Um, I think that there's definitely an application for it. And, but, you know, I, I could see where some people would be like, well, you should really be showing up, especially if we start talking outside of school learning and we start talking about like actual trainings or like, like, oh, you're supposed to know CPR. Oh, you didn't show up to the Zoom meeting that day. I, or you, you, I thought you did show up to the Zoom meeting. I didn't get around to watching the, the CPR track. Well, now the person's dying, and, and, and you, you didn't fulfill your, your duty because you bullered that day, <laughs> that day away. Uh, right. not, not good, right? So, um, so okay, so, so Shark Tank came up, and of course, like, the, I guess the the benefit to this season from last season is you didn't have to quarantine for two for like two weeks uh, in yeah. a hotel room by yourself. Yeah. No, that was that was not the experience. Luckily, um, one thing I will say, I mean, on that note, because I feel like it's a lot of people bring that up and it's worth mentioning, and and a lot of that got um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm allowed to say, but a lot of the 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 conversation on the show about that got cut, unfortunately. But um, the way we talk about it is like it's a tool, right? You know, it's. If you're selling hammers, you like I could go buy a hammer and smash someone over the head with it, right? Like yes. that's it it's is a tool. A it is that's a not really what it's meant to do, but like you know, you, it's, well, a car. Uh, a car could be the same way, and so could like literally any, any glass. Uh, what the pint glass in in the UK, right? They stopped making them out of glass. They made them out of polycarbonate, <laughs> I think, because people would wow. smash them over people's heads or like <laughs> smash them and turn them into like a shiv. So they stopped doing yeah. that because I guess because they can't go get their Glock and shoot somebody. Yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, when I was in school, using a calculator was considered cheating, and that's just like you know, it's a it's a weird kind of situation there. But I yeah, totally we see- never never would have computers in our pockets and, and <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the ready at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> Access to all the world's information in your pocket, but. Um, yeah, on the on the the actual Shark Tank front though, it was so it was cool. I they flew me down. Um, I was in San Francisco at the time, so after all of that uh, early stuff, I and I really didn't know anything about startups at that time. So I was still living in New Orleans and um, kind of just working from my computer. I had a desk set up and was just really focused on building the product, which was great, obviously. But there's so much more. I, as I know now that goes into actually running a business and just building a product. And so, um, completely ran out of money, maxed out all my credit cards. I think they did mention that on the show, but, uh, it came, it did come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, that, that was tough. Um, and then I kind of randomly got a job offer out in San Francisco just from a friend of a friend who was hiring software engineers. And they gave me like a ridiculous offer. I was like, there's no way I can turn this down. I can't, can't possibly pass this up. It was at such a cool startup such a cool founding team. Um, and so I took that opportunity and, and I, I drove out to San Francisco uh, the next week and, and then started doing Bueller part-time. And Shark Tank, the, the kind of application process was rolling on the side while I was working full-time. And so um, as it finally came up, I was in San Francisco. This was in July. I actually filmed on my birthday and I forgot to say that, which oh, was geez. so sad. <laughs> it was my 23rd birthday. 
but they flew me down from San Francisco to LA and they, they gave me a, a hotel and everything. It was an awesome experience. You know, if you had said it, somebody in the comments would have been like, oh, he's just like pandering for a, you know, for a deal here. So, you know, <laughs> give me a deal and it's my birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that, no, that is a cool, I mean, that's an un- unforgettable experience on, on a, unfor- you know, unforgettable oh, day. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah, great birthday present. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk. Um, so you get into the the tank, right? And uh, you you nailed your um, your presentation. Did, how, like, how did you? What was your process of rehearsing for that? Oh, I tried not to practice it too much because I was like, if I do, I mean, it, it it definitely sounded scripted, and I think they all kind of do, which is fine. But um, generally, tried not to prepare too much, so I didn't get nervous about it or anything. But I was in the uh, the trailer beforehand. They have you like in a trailer outside, and I was just doing. I did like vocal warm ups, like when you're preparing to sing or something, because I, I don't want to stumble on my words or anything. That was kind of my prep, um, and then I was just playing a bunch of music and like dancing around. I was just like, I, I just have to be in a good mood, so that was kind of the goal. No, I I, I love I, you know I I totally agree. The dancing, the uh, the the singing, the listening to loud music, pumping yourself up, getting uh, you know really fired up. I think can can dampen the nerves of the of the situation that you're about to walk into. Uh, yeah. and, and I have absolutely, uh, more than once, uh, like on the regular actually used that to be able to, to, uh, accomplish, you know, it's public speaking and stuff like that. Like I told, I told my wife once, I was like, you know, I, I still get nervous when I got to go and do like a talk and she's like, no, you don't get nervous or anything. I'm like, no, I do because, um, and, and and this would be the same in your mostly the same in your case. If you're preparing a, a speech, right, and you have a slideshow, the jokes that you have are the jokes that are, like that are corresponding to what's on the slide. In my case, I, I I write my slides, I create my slides in a way that is the way I want to deliver it. And if it's not hitting with the people that I'm speaking to, I can't. Uh, you know, I'm also a DJ, so you, you know, you just cha- oh, no you way. change the song, right? You change the song, you change the you know the vibe, the format. And yeah. and the mood and but you can't do that when you like I can't be like oh hold on let me get my laptop out and start changing slides and changing you know changing the gifts that are playing or the the jokes or that you know all of that stuff you're you're kind of locked into a certain point there and it, it to me that's more nervousness than just being able to speak off the top of my head and and maybe sound dumb say we say say dumb things sometimes I can't do math somebody somebody in the comments the other day was like you couldn't do fifteen thousand times. 30 i think it was and i was like yeah when you write it out of course i get it's four hundred fifty thousand dollars but in the moment while i'm controlling the 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 play button when i'm i'm speaking to the camera and everything's done in real time uh, sometimes you know at the z- counting the zeros might take an extra second that i don't want to spend looking at the camera going Oh yeah, it's $450,000. Like you just Thank God for me to get it wrong. That's well, why we have right. So I was, I just bailed on it. I was like, "All right, I you know what? I I'm we're just going to move on." <laughs> it's like it's a lot. But you know, I'd rather come off as being genuine than and and maybe not being perfect than like, "Oh, well, let me just edit this here so that everyone can think that I'm some math like my grandfather was a math whiz." Like in his head, like bam, like that, right? And no matter what it was, percentages, anything. But well, I grew up in a different time, you know, with computers and stuff, and I, it's just not. My, I try, I try to get better, right, every day. 
Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. Dude, in the Google slot, uh, the, uh, the slide deck, I actually once, cause I, I felt the same way. And I had a class presentation once, um, where I was kind of like, it could go either way. And depending on how the room feels, I, I kind of want to like just jump to that slide or go. So I made a, I, well, I, I didn't finish making it, but I was working on a Google slides add on where you could like, depending on which key you press, it jumps you to a different position. Oh, and, that, see now like, that would be great. Different. Yeah. Like a choose your own adventure. Uh, exactly. Ding, exactly. ding, ding. That's, I want that. <laughs> I want that. We'll see. Maybe we'll pivot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. I mean, that's could be as simple as a, a, a Google Chrome plugin, you know, it, that's just yeah. like something, something small and simple, hopefully uh, shortcut keys, yeah, not but crazy. not crazy to build. But so you get so you're you you're there you're giving your pitch um and at the at that point when you were going to attack did you feel confident you were going to get a deal? So uh, I feel like I should be careful what I say here also, but like the goal was very I was I was one thousand percent going there for publicity. Like it was it was um, mm, the I, most people I, won't love that answer, Peter. But I'm I'm okay with that. And being honest is more yeah. important than yes, yes. But there's 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 two things on that that are important. So don't that, hear me out. Is I went into it like I have a sick job that I do not want to quit. Like I was working on Beulah for so long, things weren't going the way I thought they were going to. Um, we did start to get all this random traction on the side, like pre, like after Shark Tank filmed and before it aired. Um, but I was like, I have, I, I'd have, to, if I take money on the show, I have to quit my job, right? I have to do this full time. This has to be my focus again. Um, for tech products, generally, the valuation is significantly lower on something like Shark Tank or some kind of because they they do a lot of like QVC products or physical e-commerce kind of stuff. Whereas SaaS valuations right now are are skyrocketing. This is like the best funding market in the history of the world. Um, but what I will say is I, so I, I went into it like not, I was like, I don't, I, I will not be upset if I don't make a deal. I'll put it that way. As soon as I started the pitch, I was like, oh, I should totally try to make a deal. And then I absolutely did. And I almost got marked. They didn't, a lot of it got not included. Yeah. I, think I, I think I almost got marked. He was, it turned into like a job interview with him. Did not get hired, but uh, it kind of turned into like job interview questions. Like what's your specialty? This and that and the other thing. Uh, we talked a lot about the company I was working for, which was a really cool company also. But um, but what I will say, I mean, also, though, like we didn't make that deal. And now we've raised 700K at a $12 million valuation, which is 16 times of a better deal than what we would have made on Shark Tank. So things are OK. Wow. So 700,000 on a 12 million valuation. So. Yeah, so I obviously for anyone that ha- you know that hasn't watched uh, any of my content <laughs> or read anything on the internet, they obviously they cut a lot out of the show because they're cutting it down to uh, you know five minutes, ten, seven minutes, ten minutes, twelve minutes, right. and uh, you know so they, it comes down to like what tells the story and what story do they want to tell? So they, I, in my opinion, like as an editor myself. I would start at what was the result and work backwards from there to find yeah. the story. And then that, then you just start cutting from like, you go back to the beginning and just make it so that, that, that finishes the way that, it, you know, it starts the way it finishes, uh, finishes from a story perspective. And um, I mean, it, it, you kind of, I kind of got the impression that what, what you're saying that like Mark was, you know, you know, cause he was grilling you about like knowing AI and, uh, things like that, and and I feel like that really maybe was in the 
different direction than where you're you are slash were or intending to head to. Is that is that correct? It's fair enough. It was like one of those things where I was like, we. I mean, we are building AI into the product 100%, but it's most likely not going to start with responsive agents that can pretend that they are you and speak. What it's going to start as is, okay, now we have NLP on top of the meeting recording that's being taken and you have a transcript of everything that's been said. And then, oh, by the way, we have another like transcription system that will be built with GPT-3, which is not that expensive. And, and we'll transcri- take the transcription and, and bring that down to a summary. And you have a meeting summary and you, and you can get like key points pulled from it and all these different things. Um, and there's a ton of use cases outside of schools, right? Like sales professionals that have sailed like 50 different sales calls going all the time. They want to send a bot to go attend for them, even if it's not like their name. It could even just say like Peter's note taker, right? It doesn't have to always be that you are. Again, what we're trying to build is like it's dynamic. And a lot of people try to hack and use the product for things it wasn't designed to do. And we pay attention to that because that's there's that's where, you know, that's when you really start to find a, a product that people want is is they just are like using it for things it wasn't meant to do and, and or asking you to build things. Um, and then you get those requests over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think uh, is 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 it is it a play at that point to to sell out to like a bigger company, right? Because like even just attend like fake attending a Zoom call literally could just be a fee. I mean, Zoom. If you've never tried to host a Zoom room, there was a thousand settings for Zoom to go through. Like that literally could just be another. A dro- it's like a drop in a bucket of mm-hmm. of settings that they could add to. It's not like. Um, oh, we only keep things in an iPhone, iOS kind of, you know, a toddler could figure it out amount of settings. Uh, no, no, they, it's like, it's such a power user kind of thing that you can go into. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, that's one cool thing too, is Zoom actually has reached out to us about potentially licensing the product. There you go. Uh, Uh, Not necessarily selling out, but licensing the, the, the product or something to that effect. And it makes a lot of sense. Uh, for, from their perspective um, and, and for your perspective because they have a huge user base that, you know, grew exponentially, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, and, but I want to go back to, um, you know, the idea and, and I think em- emphasizing to people the importance of when you take the money, you become, uh, you know, a, a, in a, a, an effectively an employee, even if you – own right. 75% of it or 80% of it or 95% of it. You, you know, if you're, you know, you're taking somebody else's money, you're taking on that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it becomes, I mean, which is, it, it, don't get me wrong though. It's a fantastic, fantastic opportunity and like a great thing to be doing. Um, you know, to a certain extent, uh, investors in early stage companies expect, a, a very high percentage of them to fail. It's, it's more a matter, I think of, did you give your best effort? Right. And like the likelihood that you raise from someone again, like the second time around, if we, if we took Mark's money, if he had offered it and we took his money and, and it failed and then I had another idea, it'd be less likely for Mark to invest <laughs> realistically. But like, so long as it's a, it's a best effort thing. I mean, even if it, if it goes under, um, you know, but it is cool because, right? You're not only are you, it's it is a job, a hundred percent. 
Um, and I feel like 90% of what I do is just making sure that I'm not blocking other people on the team from doing what they need to do and just like enabling other people to do their jobs, which is, a, I mean, not the most fun job in the world, but uh, also, you know, you do get to, to create your own journey and, and build whatever you want. And it's really cool, right? Because like investors, um, they... They're really uh, depending on who. Obviously, we have some really fantastic investors that are that are great at like helping us define our product and our strategy and our vision. Um, but they're at the end of the day, it's not they're not a boss necessarily. Like they can't tell you what to do, um, and that's part of the game for sure. Is I mean, all day I get advice from like fifty people every day, and it just it moves the needle, of course. But like you can't you can't just take everyone's advice because a lot of it is conflicting, and you you know you got to make your own decisions. But um, very much a job, yeah. It, yeah, well, it is, and and I think that's what, well, you know, one thing that people don't quite um, get is even when you're at the top of a company, like I, you know, my background is in is in truck parts and growing up in a truck, you know, trucking the trucking industry, and you know, people would say, oh man, like that must be really nice. And it's like, well, oh yeah, you're when you're at the top of it. Um, the boss is the customers at the, you know, at the bottom of the ladder. Right. And so you get to the top of the ladder and it starts over. Uh, or if you had investors, they would be at the top. But even at that point, the investors are, are, you know, are, uh, the employees of the customers. Cause if the customers walk away, then, then there's nothing there for them. right? Right. And, uh, and, and one other thing that you said, um, talking about being an enabler, uh, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I forget it was like forever ago. Um, somebody that I knew made the argument to me that as being a person in it, uh, as I've been, as I've been through the years, uh, we aren't enablers. We are disablers. Cause a lot of times in, in the tech, in the tech world, like we're telling people why they can't do something that way, you know, because they're just like, Oh, well I imagined it. Like it should be super simple. And it's like, well, yeah, it, it sounds simple, but it's not actually that easy to just, to, you know, talk it into existence. Yeah. That's uh, what I will say to anyone listening is if you have the, uh, the time to learn enough computer science that you know what's feasible and what isn't. It's very worth it. Very worth it. Yeah, it is. And it's like, oh, well, anything's possible. Yeah, if we had enough people, time, and money, sure. Like right. energy, time, and money, um, it, it, anything would be possible. But we, you know, we as managers, we as tech people have to, you know, discern what was what we are capable of accomplishing in the time that we have allotted for the yeah. things that we're trying to accomplish. And, uh, so it's just something to always be cognizant of. Absolutely, yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so so Mark gives you the advice of going back to school, Ugh. get back in school. I, I mean, uh, I, you know, I had to bring it up. You didn't say before the interview to not bring that up. So here no, we are. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I am so pissed that in the post interview I was like, "Yeah, I might go back to school." I, I don't know why I said that. I'm not going back to school. No chance. No chance. <laughs> Not a shot. Um, I thought it was kind of crazy. I see in the in the as soon as the post interview ended, I was like, I should not have said that because they're definitely going to put that on there. I am. Uh, I'm not like super anti college. Um, I know a lot of people in out in San Francisco that are like very anti college, um, and I think there's an argument for it. There's also an argument for going to college and, and finishing your degree. Both sides, yeah. But I have a lot of friends that have dropped out. 
Um, a lot of them are very successful. A lot of them are not successful, <laughs> but, but it's kind of a, it's like, if I think if you are doing something and you know, you have an idea about what you want to do, right? Like for all of college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had absolutely no idea. And it was just like weight on my shoulders all the time, following me around, trying to find jobs. And like, do I even want to, do I want this job or am I just trying to do something? Um, and then actually like for the first time having a feeling of this is awesome. I love, I wake up every day and I'm like, I, this is so cool. Like how I, I'm literally building a company to, to skip meetings. Like that's so dope. <laughs> why, why would I ever do anything else? Um, and I got so much value out of being at Tulane hundred percent. Like it's such a great school. I met so many awesome people. Um, but looking at it now, like the value I would get out of finishing one more semester or like two more semesters and just taking three or six months out of my life to go and sit in like a language class and the things I have to do to finish are so not exciting. Um, it's just like, it's not, it doesn't seem worth it. Like there's so many, I think life is about, and let me not get too philosophical no, here. Be, my, be my guest. <laughs> life and career and all these things, it's about passing up opportunities. That's what it's all about. Everything you do inherently, you're passing up infinite opportunities. And I feel like even right now, there are so many projects that people have been reaching out about that are really exciting. There's so many things I could be working on. Um, I have a much better idea now of how to build a company and like what just going and spending time sitting in class right now and learning about how to speak Spanish would be awesome, but it's not super high leverage right now for me. And the degree, at least in San Francisco, it's way better to say you dropped out by the seams of it than that. Than that you finished your degree. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but um, that's where my head's at on that now. I do love do love Tulane though. Well, as a as a two time college dropout myself, uh, yeah, right. Uh, I can say I can I see both sides of it, right? And and on the second the second go around for me, you know, I be I was much older in the class. I was like twenty seven at that point, and the teachers I became friends with the teachers because a lot of them were not much older than I was, and they were like what are you like, what are you doing here? Like, what do you expect to get out of this at this point? Like you, you already know all the things that we're teaching. In fact, you know it better than we're teaching it because the, what you know is what I'm experiencing at the job, my day job, but I can't teach that here because they won't let us teach that here. We have to teach it the way that it was, you know, because the way the, the head of the accounting department wants it to be. And it's like, but we do, you know, we're doing a hundred million dollar, you know, at a hundred million dollar company. Like what, why were we doing it wrong this whole time? And that's like, my question is like, Oh my God, like we were that, they were, we were that far off. And they're like, no, 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 that's the way we do it at, our, at my job too. You just, we're not allowed to teach that here. And I'm like, well then what are we doing here? What are we doing? Like, why? Uh, so I, I understand. Uh, I, I definitely get both sides of it. And, and ultimately that's why I, I left the second time was because, I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time, but I'm not going for a middle management job. So again, going for my MBA is not, yeah, it's not going to do me any good at this point in my in my life. Um, but I will say, you you said you're 24 currently, 23, 
22 you're 23 so like you could you could spend the next four years fail and still if you had to go back in classes you know still make it work and and that's what i tried to do but ultimately it you know it just wasn't gonna work for me now with the difference between you and i with your programming background which i was i was a bit of a programmer back in the day back in like high school uh you know going in that direction you don't necessarily need you know a degree to tell people that you know what you're doing right yeah, that's that's that that's actually something worth noting for sure. Is like having see. I mean, generally, like with engineering in general, maybe not just software engineering. I don't know a ton about like mechanical engineering or anything like that. But I would love to. <laughs> me too. Um, it's yeah. It's I guess it's a little bit different because you can showcase your work a lot more easily, right? If you're building websites and apps or or like any sort of cool open source software it's all public. It's on your GitHub or it's on where, you know, wherever you post your projects. So it's, it is a a little bit different of a story, but that's one thing too. I mean, like the way I've calmed my parents down about it is like, I, I know for a fact I can go find a job that'll pay me $150,000 a year minimum anywhere in these companies in San Francisco. Like if there's no opportunity here that where I, there's no chance where I completely fall on my face. I don't think we'll find out maybe, but yeah, where you're working at McDonald's or something, uh, you know, scrapping by. Yeah. Well, at that point, you moved back, you know, to, to you say you're from Louisiana. Well, I'm, I'm, I grew up in Maine, but in Maine. two lanes, two lanes in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, OK, OK. Well, I mean, uh, Maine's not as cheap as like New Orleans type of expenditures versus, yeah. say, San Francisco uh, to be able to to make it. But, yeah, I, you know, um, I, I, yeah, I, I think I think it is. It does come down to intention, though. Right. Yeah. Where where do you want to be? What what expectations of life do you have? You know how you want to live your I always say, like building your business for your lifestyle, not your lifestyle for your business, because that's how it generally ends up happening is the business mm-hmm. overtakes your lifestyle. And mm-hmm. and I think that if your lifestyle is not like super bougie, then, you know, you can get away with. You know, yeah. not you know, maybe only making uh, a, you know, seven, taking seventy thousand dollars a year or whatever for a couple of years out of your business and making it grow, grow, you know, um, exponentially instead of saying, well, I could be taking you know two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand out and having having a you know grand old time, you know, they, maybe not in San Francisco, <laughs> get you like yeah. the shack down the street, you know, down by the river, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <Sleeping>. I. <laughs> Um, so, okay. So you, you say that you, you wish you hadn't said that, but I, you know, I wonder, I wonder if that kind of set the tone for the story that they told in the, you know, again, working backwards, sets the tone for what they're going to pinpoint out of your, your, your pitch. I think it very well may have. Um, but just generally, I mean, I was, again, I gotta be careful probably when I say, but like I, I was, I'll put it this way. I, when I walked out of the tank and you like, you can kind of see in the poster, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. You know, it was, it was pretty, I thought I killed it. I like, I was like, that went so well. I wasn't nervous at all. I don't know how, but it just, I was just flowing. I was totally in a flow state. I was having a great time. Just such a good conversation. And I walked out and I was like, you know what? I did great. They have you talk to some people afterwards. They were mm-hmm. like, you know, you might feel good now. You might feel bad later. And it's totally fine. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, and then, when I watched it air, I was like, I do not remember this happening. <laughs> um, there was a lot of 
really positive comments. There were a lot of really positive comments that were left out or like there were a lot of, I don't know, excuse my French, but like the, the shit sandwich method of, of management where you kind of like, you're really great. I don't like this, but you're really great. <laughs> you know? um, there were a lot of those and, and they, they kind of got the bread off of those, unfortunately. And, and we just got to see me getting roasted. <laughs> but um, yeah, that definitely, that may have set the tone and they definitely worked backwards from like, um, they had enough content to make it look that way for sure. Well, how long were you out there for? It was like an hour and a half. You were out there was, for an hour and a half. Wow. You, you got like a, you must have gotten a full on interview from, from it was Mark. More interest, it was more interest than it seemed. For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, I mean, all around, like such a cool experience. I would not, not in a million years, go back and, and not do that if I had the opportunity again. Like it's, it was so cool. So I, I want to say from a marketing and branding standpoint, um, you know, even not getting a deal I think that your your pitch it will be one of the more memorable ones, and making a statement might have been more important than than actually ending up getting a deal, um, and not just from the like you were saying like oh well I was kind of doing it for the you know exposure end of it at that point because of where I was with you know a job and and all that, but uh, but I, I think, you know, if you're going to do it and be, and, and kind of go at it from a standpoint of let's just get in people's minds, you go and you make a statement. And I, and I think you, you did that by not, by not walking out. And so did yeah. they just like roll the bed out and you just happened to be in that? Like they did, they genuinely didn't know you were there. I assume, I hope. Uh, oh, of God. course, of course they didn't know. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, a lot of things. I mean, that, I mean, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I wasn't nervous is because like you watch the show and there's like the music and like the, the all these things going on. Which first of all, also I will say I will find who chose that song to play while I was pitching, and I will slap them. I'm going to find them. That was <laughs> I hated that song. As soon as they started with that song, I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's it was. Um, it was way more chill in real life, I think, than it, than it looks on TV. And I think that's generally why, like, when I was growing up watching that show, I was like, this is terrifying. <laughs> like, how could you possibly? It's like a class presentation times a million. Um, but I think in, in real life, it's like, you know, there's no music. It's like the director going, you know, and a little bit yeah. more chill. <laughs> it's kind of like going to, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, the Price is Right, where there's, there's like, there there is no electronics going on it's somebody like yeah. behind the game machine and uh there's no sound effects and and all that it's very you know very different experience yeah but really i mean so cool though like it, it, it none of that takes away from how awesome it was in real life it was just slightly less stressful <laughs> so all right so let's let's fast forward so you you get back to i assume san francisco and and what's what's you know what's the next step from there yeah, it was kind of just back to work. Um, and then a lot of things. So that that was going on. We were getting a lot of random sort of like B2B opportunities just landing in our inbox. People who wanted bots on Zoom for other reasons or like had all these different use cases for what we were building. Um, I had a co-founder reach out who was, you know, ex-Google. He was there for five years. Um, and all these things were sort of like starting to snowball. And this is while I was working. And so I started to have some conversations with 
I, I didn't know any investors or anything like like that. But since I'd been in San Francisco, I had met like one or two angels, um, angel investors. And um, so I kind of just pinged a couple people and I was like, hey, you know, I just went on Shark Tank. I think there's a lot of opportunity here. This, this, and this has happened. Um, is this a deal you'd be interested in? Or like, do you know anyone who might be interested? And that led to, I really only pitched like two people. Uh, and then the second came in uh, with a $300,000 check. And then I was like, oh shit, I got to quit my job. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was just it was, I mean, this, it, it was the coolest company of all time. It, um, there's a, the CEO is, is 23 also. Um, and the company's worth $300 million now. <laughs> after oh, wow. I, when I was there, it was like uh, less than $40 million. Um, but I was the first engineering hire, and the team has grown to like 10, 11 people. It really is such a cool company, such a cool company. But, now, are, uh, you not, are you not able to say the name of the company? or It's, it's called Ponto. Ponto. Ponto.org is the name of their, their, oh, okay. their, their awesome. website. But yeah, no, there's a, a, uh, two co-founders. One was the head of FX trading at the Lehman Brothers for 10 years, way, oh, wow. way back. So he's, he's older now and, um, but like really, really sharp and such a, such a financial genius. And then another co-founder who built and sold a company to Apple and then was at Apple for five years as the head of iCloud, just like a crazy team. And then there's me, <laughs> <laughs> no idea, learning a lot about startups. So I, got, I learned a lot about what it means to actually run a company instead of just building a product and trying to get people to use it. Yeah. I learned a lot. So I, I was back in San Francisco. I got this commitment, this, this, this check. Um, and I was like, damn, this is, this is really happening back to Bueller. So, um, didn't put in like kind of a, I guess it was like a, a two week notice kind of deal. I was obviously super casual cause it's a really small company, but, um, my boss was so supportive of it too, which was, I mean, he's incredible. Will, uh, yeah. And then, and then it was just like one day I got out of bed and I was like, Oh shit, I have to go to work. What am I supposed to <laughs> back to, back to the grind, back to the grind. Um, yeah. And then we've recruited a couple people since. So the team's about four, four now, and then one part-time. So five, I guess, but yeah. well, that, that is awesome. Uh, I do, I am curious though. Um, so so Mark's advice was like why not just charge five dollars per person? I okay, and that was I feel like my reaction to that in real life was I, I I did do it incorrect. What I was trying to say is like, why would we ever do that? That makes no sense. <laughs> like it, I mean why a one time payment, your 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 recurring revenue is is so much more valuable. Like you get people on and you and you and you charge them every month. I, I was like, that's an interesting point. Like why why would we do that? No, I haven't considered that because I think it just makes so much more sense to be a, a subscription. Um that I, I totally see why I looked stupid with that one because of the way I said it. But I don't think I don't think it's stu- well are you saying you, you felt you look stupid because Honest, yeah because you like as if you didn't think about because you did mention in the show that and the reason i'm getting to this point now instead of when we were on while you were on the floor is because uh, you took money at this point so i'm I'm, somebody's expecting some kind of return on the investment oh totally so we at at a certain point we were charging 6.99 a month and we got up to like three thousand dollars a month um at the time we were airing this was like this was in july so 
we had, first of all, I had not been working on the product for a little while. We had a super leaky bucket. There was, it was failing all the time. A lot of people canceled their subscriptions, but we had gotten up to $3,000 a month at one point. Um, so when we were airing, I think it was around a thousand, it was hovering around a thousand. And I mean, the thing, it just, there, there are so many different potential ways for us to monetize this. And we collectively as a team came to the decision ahead of the airing that we were not going to charge for it because it makes a lot more sense to just focus on growth. Um, there's two ways that it could go, right? Like the way we thought about it then either we air and we get a ton of traffic, we get a ton of users, um, or, or we don't. And <laughs> like if whether or not we charge will, will definitely affect our ability to get and attain and, and retain users. And regardless, we'll be in a better position if we have a million daily active users, we'll be in a better position to look at all the data, look at all the usage metrics, figure out where exactly we can put a paywall. Like, okay, someone takes 10, once someone takes 10 video recordings, there's like a 90% chance that they're going to become a power user. Uh, After that 10th recording, they're going to be doing like 100 a month at least. Um, and we know that with X percent certainty. hundred a month. Well, I guess no, if you were all doing all Zoom classes or something like that, yeah, then, yeah. You know, this is and, totally hypothetical. Yeah. Also. yeah. I'm just, uh, oh, right oh, 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 okay, okay. All right, Peter. Yeah, this is this is totally <laughs> okay. I didn't know if that was based on real metrics. So I was going to say, like, wow, that seems like a lot. But <laughs> but if you have five classes, six classes that are yeah. meeting twice a week, you know, it, you can – Make the argument that you could get pretty close. I'm not doing the math in my head because not- I'm, fa- I'm not falling for it, Peter. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> a sales team is another great example, right? If, you have a, if you're a sales manager and you've got a sales team of 10 people and they're doing sales calls all day long and you just want to like keep up to date, right? You just want to have a summary of what happened in the meeting and it's impossible for you to just be doing this back and forth with 10 people. Like, how did that go? How did this go? And you just have it all compiled in one place. Then all like bots it- show up <laughs> and nothing gets done. <laughs> Eventually, the boss could be doing the sales. <laughs> um, but anyway, so what I was saying is like you, you get – we would we'll, – once we have enough user metrics, we can figure out the highest leverage point to be charging if we choose to charge. There's also, I mean, the fact that we'll be taking you know, these meeting recordings and then the transcripts. And the way we actually take the recordings is we take the incoming video and audio data from Zoom and then we stitch it together. And because we'll have this NLP on top of the meeting, we're going to have really detailed information about what the meeting's about. And we could stitch really interesting advertisements into, or like relevant, really contextually relevant ads into the recordings. So that, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to do that necessarily, but like that's yeah, a potential. It is a potential. It, it sounds very Google-esque to do, <laughs> to do something. Like, we're going to give you your email for free, but <laughs> here's a whole <laughs> slew of... Uh, of ads to go along with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't no hate fun. it, but that creates the paywall too of like, hey, we'll get rid of it. You know, you oust those ads and you get yeah. it for free, you know, and, and you'll get it ad free for for a monthly fee. And, you know, I, I know in, in my reaction video, I talked about, you know, just from the, the school standpoint. And it's like, look, you have new freshmen coming in every single year. I don't know yeah. what the number of new freshmen is, but like that alone could be you know enough to be recurring you know recurring revenue 
Mm. Potentially. I mean, I don't know what your costs are as far as scalability of server usage and stuff like that. But I imagine it's probably not that expensive if you're willing to have people. I mean, expensive for you as a 21, 22-year-old doing it yourself with credit cards, sure. But, you know, you add somebody that has money to throw around and, you know, it's not – it's a drop in the bucket at the end of the day, right? And the data collection is, is definitely worth it. Um, and, and the licensing, I think the licensing is, you know, potentially really big, uh, you know, and easier, easier checks to come in rather than trying to chase everyone. Cause as I'm sure you can attest to Peter, because I've done several subscription businesses in the last seven years, they are hard. They are not yeah. easy to get people in and then to get people, you know, to open their check, their checkbook, their checkbook, their wallet, you know, and get their credit card out to go from, you know, zero dollars to one penny to a dollar to, to, to $10 a month. Right. right. Is, right. is, is really hard. And, um, and, and I've, and I've been there and then to keep them on for more than, you know, two, three months. And then you'll even have, you would at that point probably have, oh, well, it's summertime. So I'm willing to bet that part of your summertime slump was kids aren't, in, you know, they're not in school. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, what am I paying $6 a month, $7 a month for? Like that's my Disney plus money, you know, or my Netflix money or my get gas. So I could go to <laughs> do something money. There's a um, lot of money for someone. It, it, it potentially can be, you know. Uh, so, yeah. so it makes it. It makes a, a. It's a. It's a very difficult model to get. I mean, that's why like all these subscription models of like sending things out. My my good friend actually, I haven't opened it yet. She just started her own and uh, for podcasters and and sent me the first care package. And, nice. But it, uh, you know, I'm talking to her. And I'm like, this stuff is hard. Like, you're gonna find out. It's not that easy to keep people in. And when you start talking about thirty dollar month subscriptions, it's hard to keep people on for more than like you know two, three, four, five months. Mm-hmm. Um, so you combine that with uh, the 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 ability to just grow the user base. So I, I think ultimately you you made the right decision there to to just like let's just keep it right. We have money. We're not we're not hurting for it. Uh, let's let's keep it growing. And so Shark Tank airs. And what kind of traction did you get? Oh, we got a uh, pretty significant. Let me see. Pretty significant um, amount of traffic. And I want to say it was like around 30K. Yeah, 20, 25,000. 25,000 visitors like that one, that two days. Yeah. Two days, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It was actually lower than what we what we had anticipated originally, which was good because we were, I mean, the entire four days leading up to it, just not sleeping, trying to make sure our servers were prepared for the load. Um, and so fortunately, nothing went down and, and nothing failed. But yeah, it was definitely good for the business. That's for sure. Well, that that's great. Did 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 a lot of those people sign up, convert? Yeah, we. I would, we I would think lot. people that get there see that it's free would Ooh. probably convert if they're if they're getting to your website. Yeah, we got. I, I want to say we got around like ten thousand signups from that. Okay, that. that's not uh, that's not a bad that's not bad at all. No, it's definitely good. And uh, I mean, the the real question will play out over the next month or two, and is like. Are these people still here? Are they using it? Are they going to keep using we, it? Yeah, right. Because we've had, I mean, in historically had a leaky bucket with early signups, and again, that's like 
part of the issue is that the product was not high functioning. And so it's especially one of those tools where like, if this fails on you, you will not use it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, a, yeah, because then it shows up that you didn't show up to the yeah. meeting. Like Exactly, exactly. So we have, we have much, much more consistent. It's like a 99.99% success rate. We've had a good. couple fail for, for known reasons that are being solved. And so it's like, all right, we're good. Um, the question is, are people willing to use it um, consistently? And if so, I mean, even if not, right, as soon as we get transcriptions live, we'll probably start targeting more of a professional audience just generally because it's a lot higher leverage. Um, but if so, I mean, that's when we'll start looking at the numbers and, and saying, all right, we there's like 20 different things that we think we could do. We could charge just for video recordings. We could charge based on the number of video recordings you take. We could lock certain features behind a paywall. We could just charge $6.99 a month. It could be a seven-day free trial. And then maybe just test like 50 different things. Um, maybe not 50, but like 20, 20 different possible monetization strategies. Again, that's really hard to do with low user numbers, but as we continue to grow our user base, it'll be easier. Um, and then just look at that and be like, if we can get a, a, a difference of, of a single percentage point in conversion rates, like that's massive. Mm -hmm. That's so huge. So finger crossed though. We'll see how... Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you, we were talking about uh, AI earlier, and and like answering, you know, or, or ha me, you were saying meetings being done by by AI or by bots, right? And uh, and it, it brings me back to uh, you. I'm sure you saw the Google uh, I/O um, conference where they had the 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 Google like okay Google uh, answer or call a uh, haircut uh, hair salon. For, and and order a woman's haircut between this hour and this hour live on stage. If you haven't seen it going, it's wild. And but it all, almost makes me think that like they haven't quite got there yet. Because guess what? You can't. Okay, Google. You know, I want to. I want a woman's haircut at this. You know, at this place by between these this this hour and this hour on these set days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I and mean, the person had, apparently had no idea. They didn't know they were talking to a bot with this, you know, a whole crowd of people. I mean, if if Google's to be believed, I don't know at this point. But it, you are going back. I th I want to say it was like 2017, 2018. Uh, they did the. You just type in like Google women's haircut. I bet it. I bet you that would come up. Let's see. Google guys yeah, calls local business to make appointment. Yep, you found it. Yep. Wow. Yeah, there's some cool stuff out there. There's some, I mean, as I've gone deeper into this rabbit hole of like personas to, I want to, I want to shout out one. It's called Replica AI. Um, replica with a K. Um, like just such replica a. Replica.ai cool. is like the website? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, their landing page says the AI companion who cares, always here to talk and listen, always on your side, join the millions of growing. Uh, join the millions growing with their AI friends now. And it's like you chat, you chat with it. It's just a GPT-3 model. Um, you chat with it and it learns how to talk like you. And then my understanding of it, at least, is that eventually it will be able to chat on your behalf, which is, yeah. This, this is, is, wow. So, like I mean, crazy, but like, it's the way we're going. I mean, you saw the meta thing from Facebook, like the avatars that represent you that are not necessarily you. 
there's the snap camera stuff like snap camera going into zoom and you can like edit your face in all these different ways and fun ways. And, and, and we're very soon going to get away from this model of like grids of people on the screen because it just doesn't work. Right. And, and with the advancement of VR and AI and, and these things come together and, you know, it might be 10 years out, it might be 20 years out till we actually really start to see physical manifestations of us existing in a virtual reality, but it's, it's coming. And whether or not Bueller's the one to build stuff like that, I mean, it's it's inevitable. Yeah. No. I, absolutely. It it, it is inevitable. Uh, it is inevitable. Uh, I don't know that I want to live in Ready Player One just yet, but uh, oh, we I will. Love that. <laughs> and the movie. The movie's great. You know, I, but... I'm down. I'm so down to live in Ready Player One. That's, oh, that's I don't. Know. I don't know. Well, I mean, when Ready Player One's better than the world that we're li- that's living around us, uh, then I guess yes, yeah. I, I would. I would be too. Um, but so, uh, well, before we wrap up here, uh, Peter, was there, uh, uh, how can people get Bueller? Yes. Um, so the website is completely free. I did want, I noticed, uh, you know, from your perspective, I was like, damn this, we got to make sure it's more clear that it's free. Yeah. I was very confused, <laughs> uh, from it. And in all fairness, you're not the only site that I've had that, that I had that issue uprising, uh, like I don't quote unquote famously had that issue too. I couldn't tell what it was. I did a preview video and I was like, "Is this this for grilled cheese?" I don't. I'm not sure. Like it was for the bread, but it took me a while to figure that out. You know, and and that's one of those things where you just have to make sure that it's as it's as straightforward as possible. Yeah, yeah. That's it's got to be clear. It's got to be clear. And and I mean, I mean, we look at this website all day long, so it just is so normal and natural to us. But it's worth getting more eyes on and getting feedback on. But yes, the website is, is B E U L R.com Bueller.com. Or you can just look up Bueller um, B E U L R or a lot of people misspell it. So I'm going to try to buy the domain, the other domain B U E L R, but that's probably um, not cheap. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, I was not able to get it at least so far, but yeah, you can sign up. It's just email password. We don't, we don't send all these annoying marketing emails, maybe one a month, but like, I've not really been on top of that. So, <laughs> um, don't worry. Don't worry about your inbox. It's just sign up and then free to use schedule bot, um, test it out, upload a video. We have a 10 megabyte video upload size right now. We're working on increasing that. So that's, that's around like a, depending on the quality of your camera, that's like a three to 10 second video, but it's enough. If you put in a meeting, you'll see like it's, it's enough to get the job done. You 10 seconds of, it's just me sta- sitting there. I feel like I'd be like uh, one of those talking heads on like CNN or, or, uh, you know, any of the, the news networks, just like they just sit there. And... I don't know if they train that. I don't, I I wonder that because like I, I'm getting gearing up to do some media uh, media stuff as well, and I'm like I, I smile. I, I don't know. Like maybe it's because you don't want to be distracting or something, but I, I smile too much for that to just sit there with a big frown, like frump on my face, uh, like some of these people. <laughs> it's definitely a good problem to have. <laughs> I, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, well, thank you so much, Peter, for being here. I appreciate you. You've given such a, a, a great interview. Uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up here? Dude, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, this was awesome. And now I'm trying to think. I mean, I am, you know, you know what? Let me share Let me share one thing that, that, that came to mind. Um, yeah, shoot. 
this is this is worth sharing because I know we we got a lot of like a lot of really awesome outreach after the the episode, and I think a lot of people need to hear things like this. But um, one, I got a DM recently, and I'll send you a screenshot of this. But it says, "Hey, lol, I just saw your episode on Shark Tank, and I all caps love your product." Heart, honestly, really wish this existed when I was in school. I dropped out of high school because I had to work full time to help my mom. If something like this existed, I would have never had to drop out or flunk out due to unattendance. This is so cool, and you're such a badass. But it's cool, you know. Like, there's there's awesome use cases for this, and I just wanted to share that. I no, I think that is the perfect example of the counter argument for that. This is so that people can cheat the system. <laughs> the exactly. system. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's people who, who have, uh, I don't know, Zoom anxiety or something to that effect that would need, you know, could utilize this, uh, this service as a, a coping, not a coping mechanism, but an opportunity to not have to deal with the Zoom anxiety. So there, yeah. there is definitely more than just the school side of it. But, uh, but I, I think that's really I think that's really smart of the person that wrote that to you to be thinking like the like they got a big brain going on there to be able to think like that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I again really thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, such a pleasure, and and I appreciate you giving me this platform to speak. And you you definitely earned a new subscriber. <laughs> oh, gee, thank you. I I greatly appreciate awesome it. Awesome channel. Oh, thank you. I, I do my best to, uh, to to give as much as I possibly can from the entrepreneurs to Shark Tank to the profit to Bar Rescue to Undercover Billionaire uh, to all the people that tell me I'm an idiot or I should shut up or that I'm, my face is covering up oh, the thing. Like, okay, cool. Like, I appreciate you commenting and watching, and then and that's that's the best I could do for you. Yeah. Don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. People people have problems and they like to take them out on the comment section. They do. I, you know, I've seen a few that are very specific, uh, hateful comments, and I'm just like, man, the, the, I, I feel bad. Like, I, I want, the, I don't want this person to feel like that. That's terrible. Not, and not even towards me, but just in general, because yeah. there's probably somebody else that they're probably taking it out, and it might be themselves, you know, that they're yeah. taking it out yeah. on, and that's a, that's a shame. You know, the whole super thing is about bringing the super out of you and the people around you. And uh, and that's what I really want. The you know, is really about the message. It's not about me being awesome. It's a, this shirt doesn't say Super Joe. It's a super entrepreneur yeah. because that's what the messaging is for. It's for people to go that's and really, be super. That's really cool. I appreciate that a lot. Well, Man. Peter, thank you again for being here. Uh, I appreciate you watching all the way to the end of this one-hour interview. It's been an absolute blast. I hope we didn't talk too far over your head when it comes to technology stuff, but I'm assuming that if you made it here that you probably didn't fall asleep or botted your way through this interview. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you go check out one of those videos. I'm going to link over there. And uh, Peter, thanks again for being here.